Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you do if you're a man walking on the street and Montana yells out at you, Hey, Ninja Turtle, bread. Bread. (laughs) I don't think that's the correct verbiage. It's pretty close. (laughs) It is pretty close. In a court of law, I would not be libeling you right now. It, it, no, it it's, like, the, it's close yeah. enough. Yeah. So Montana Samuels, Mike Bonner here. This is The Bubble. And we were in Providence for PBD Fest uh, weekend, last weekend, two weekends yeah, ago. Yeah, it would have been two weekends ago, yeah. And during this, we, we were there a long, long part of the day. So we were just sitting down, relaxing outside of a bakery. And this guy comes out and says, does anyone want any free baguettes? And he happened to have a Ninja Turtle shell backpack. <laughs> and Montana tries to flag him down literally by just saying, hey, Ninja Turtle. Turtle man. I don't, I'm not even sure you said man. Turtle. I don't even think you acknowledge that just... he was a human, <laughs> that he was a homo sapien. A turtle. Just a turtle. Yeah. Well, a I mean, ninja all, turtle. Yeah. All the, I mean, not just a normal turtle, a ninja turtle. but They like pizza. Not baguettes, apparently. Yeah, they've completely shifted the plot point. I was then tasked at trying to get... Montana's effort in this was Ninja Turtle. That's all I yeah. <laughs> Just I had to get up and try to get the actual baguette. And Worth at this noting, point, you were apt. It's not like you were trying, like, oh, man, I don't really want to go chase down this baguette. Like, you were willing. There were a bunch of people. There were a few people, yeah. That were, that were invested in me getting this baguette. So I went out and got it, and I was unfortunately too slow at the first attempt yeah he had to go back the guy went back and got seconds and we did get a baguette which then the group of people we were with did not really eat either we all had like a couple bites and then we had well i mean it's a whole baguette we only had (laughs) what did you think when he was (laughs) handing them out i didn't know we were gonna get three baguettes we got one no it wasn't we definitely got at least two two. okay all right that makes me feel a little bit better of our just bread yeah. that was hanging out. I mean, it was a lot of bread. The woman next to us was just throwing it in the air. She that was, was too just, much. It was like a that baton for her. Much. Yeah. she. It was weird. Like It was like she was trying to get an Instagram photo out of it, but she was just waiting on someone to take it that never ended up taking it. A boomerang. A boomerang, perhaps, yeah. Maybe a video. Should have gone live. Instagram live. Facebook live. Just could have said, look at my baguette and twirl it around, and there you go. We would have been in the background. Yeah, we would have. You can see this picture of Montana oh, and I God. eating our baguettes on Twitter. I believe I retweeted it. So Yeah, you, or you don't have to go look at it. DMs are closed, but I believe Montana's are open. <laughs> see how I flipped that on you finally? Yeah. just <laughs> the, the only DMs I ever get are from friends sending me weird videos and then like obscure Atlanta rap groups who are like, can you review my mixtape for Creative Loafing? And I'm like, I haven't written anything for them in a long time. What is time. it again? Penned by penned by penned Montana? Penned by Montana. Just DMs are open. Don't send me a link find, to your SoundCloud, Find please. Montana and just say, hey, Ninja Turtle. That's it. Just it, That would be pretty funny, actually. I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> I'm fully on board with that. So we, we toured Providence, and it was – so I grew up in the Worcester area, and in the – 
mid to late 2000, like 2008, 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. around there. We never went to Providence. It was never a thing to go and you, it was like Boston sure. and or just local Worcester, Millbury type of thing. Uh, so this is my first time in this area of, of Providence. Since then, I, in working here, I've gone to like Brown's campus and walked around oh, downtown, okay. yeah. the Riverwalk and such. But I was unaware of all of the restaurants and just sure. craft and culture and such. I was really impressed. Yeah, it was interesting. It was kind of... Uh, for people who aren't familiar with PVD Fest, I believe it's the third year I was told. Um, and it's basically a lot of, so Westminster Street and Washington Street, almost like the Kennedy Plaza, um, are where it takes place. And Westminster Street is more of the celebration of the arts and uh, craft side of uh, Providence vendors. And then there's food within Kennedy Plaza and the important thing to remember about Providence is the food scene is basically the like that's the point of the city. So if you go there, you're going there to eat. There's Federal Hill. There's a bunch of like farm to table, like craft, small plate restaurants, and that's always my favorite part. We went to eat. Food. We went to eat. There was a man making risotto within a cheese wheel. Uh, that was pretty special. Frenzy Fries was my first experience. Frisky Fries. Fren- Frisky Fries. Frisky Fries. Get it right, Mike. I, I, that's why you're here. You're just here. I mean, <laughs> I'm just here to fact check, Mike. Well, yeah, and partially. That's, that, it was funny because that was what the tour, that was what the day was, was I was just following your lead. Yeah. What, Bucktown? Yes. Give a good, big shout out to Muck, Bucktown. That's a, uh, if you like fried chip, like if you're from, I'm from the Midwest. Mike lived in the South for a good amount of time. If you need a little bit of soul food, a little bit of fried chicken, Bucktown's the place. To and I'm really that. excited good- to visit because we had the booth, and you said it was good, and it was really good. But you said actually in person, they take yeah, it up the, a notch. It felt yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, which is to be expected, I feel like. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a really cool day. I think Providence is a really interesting city to me, just because it is sort of um, in this can perpetual state of trying to reach the next level above so province like a lot of cities the factory industry just disappeared which kind of changed the city and now it's sort of coming up through the more craft handmade type of industry that's booming within uh certain areas of the country which are often susceptible to gentrification so i think providence currently is like a breeding ground for places that want to move to Boston. That's some of the business owners I've talked to. That's like why they go to Providence first. And I think you're seeing the city take steps to try to make it an entity of its own rather than like a breeding ground for cool stuff that moves to Boston. And that with PVD Fest, I think it highlighted that Mm -hmm. where there's just so many small restaurants and vendors and artists who are making the city pretty special yeah i was i'm really appreciative of the invite i I didn't even know what was happening until you extended the invite and i think the cool aspect was you can do things that you can't necessarily for people like me that really didn't know about the city you get to experience a lot of it in a short amount of time yeah and and the cool aspect for someone who knows the city which i had great tour guides we could have frisky Frisky, frisky fries, fries yeah. frisky fries with Buckhead, Bucktown, Bucktown. 
I'm just my God, Buckhead. We're taking it to Atlanta one. Time. Yeah, that's why. That, that's yeah. why I said it because I was like, oh, that, that makes yeah, sense. it's got it. Yeah, no, Bucktown. It, it was cool. Those. So that's like when else could you? Because in a normal day, you couldn't do that. Sure. You know, you'd you'd pick one restaurant and go from there. So I think if you have a bunch of favorites, you can be like, oh man, I can have a side of this with a side of that, and oh, it's heaven. Yeah, and it kind of brings the different neighborhoods right. and parts of the city together, which is all, which is always really cool. I think that's the benefit to a Providence when you. It almost just, I often, like when I have friends from New York come in, I describe it as like, it's like one of the boroughs almost. It's like rather than it trying to explain it like, well, this neighborhood's like Brooklyn and this neighborhood's like Queens. It's just like, we'll just take one of them. And that's about like the size of it. But yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, Mike, one of my non-highlights was Mike almost ruining one of the better polo collections I've ever seen. By spilling his drink all over the inside of a, uh, what was it? It was like a truck, uh, it was a like a trailer. Arm. I would yeah, say like trailer. yeah, a trailer. Yeah, but you didn't, and they were actually really nice. the The interesting thing was they were more upset for you than at you. Yeah, they they were. I so I spilled my drink in this. It was a it was a, a trailer that had all thrift. Was that, yeah, it was like type a vintage, things. yeah, a uh, mobile yeah. vintage store. And uh, of course, Mac was with us because why wouldn't he be? Yeah, and he course. like pulled the leash, and at that, not to blame it on Mac, <laughs> just uh, that's what dogs are for. But uh, he contributed to this. I should have been holding my drink stronger, anyways. But then it like <laughs> slipped and fell, and I looked at you like, "What do we do now?" Like, right, right. And this, the woman's who was in control of all this, she was like, oh, no problem. She like was there in two seconds yeah. and wiped it up and then she was telling me about how someone who had done a similar thing just walked away and the thing that I was left with was how because she saw yeah, it so exactly. quickly yeah. that I even if I wanted to do that, there would have been no there would have been no opportunity. But I saw that and I was like, "Where do you have a towel? What what can we?" Yeah, that was my first inclination: was how do I clean this up rather than ask someone to clean it up for me? But she was she refused to to get my yeah. help, and I but felt that, terrible. That would to me the polo collection was really great. But this this brings up another thing that we wanted to touch on a cu- a couple of things we saw that really baffled us. Right? Oh, I'm gonna let you ta- you you feel we both feel passionate about this, but I'm gonna let you handle it. <laughs> see, I, I think, yeah. See, this is where <laughs> Montana. Now we're getting a, a connection here, a, a rapport. I yeah, guess. our rapport. So after 21 episodes, we finally it, understand. In Montana, knows once I kind of have a button that's pushed, it's I get more animated than you. Yeah. I think that's why you're letting me take this. Yeah, because this this so this happened to us, and it crossed my mind immediately. Uh-huh. But I didn't say anything, and then you said it. Yeah, uh, there were these two like joggers it was like a father-son duo and they ran by us in this massive crowd and i immediately thought what are they doing like why are you (laughs) running i understand i run too yeah everyone like do your thing but why are you running through a crowd like that just doesn't seem and i was just going to let it go because i thought i was a crazy person and no one else noticed this but it was this stepbrother's moment of do we just become best friends <laughs> where Montana's like what is that what, are the, what is their problem and I'm like Ex- right exactly <laughs> what are they doing I, for people I'm just trying to picture like so I've been to uh, a bunch of the sports parades when some sure. like, a team wins yeah, yeah. and it wasn't 
packed to capacity yet. Now at night, I was surprised it, it was getting very crowded. But picture like an hour or so before the parade's about to begin, mm-hmm. that type of crowd, that type of congestion, and then just a jogger being like, I'm going to, me and my dad are going to run through this scenario just because. Right. <laughs> and it's a huge city. It's a big city. It's a pretty, it, it's, it's a big area. Yeah, it's a big area, yeah. A lot of people crowded in there. You don't, well, you could, but what I'm saying is you can run by Brown's campus, you could run, there are other places oh, to run in Providence, uh, yeah, think, more than like the, the big area, meaning that what PBD was taking up. There was a very small area, relatively speaking, to. I understand why oh, someone would want like to run there. It was like three downtown blocks. Yeah, it, it's a well, great area to run by, further, but, but not when there's PVD going on. Right. Well, and the, yeah, the, the, I'm just always curious of the impetus behind that, where it's like, like at what point do you have you made the commitment, and it's too far gone for you to turn around? The only thing that these people would get a pass on is if neither of them wanted to say something. Where they were just like, well, I'm assuming this person <laughs> wants to keep going. This is clearly absurd, but I want to be that guy that ruins it. And then the other person's thinking the same thing, and they do this entire process. And then it isn't until they finish where they both share how weird and complicated that actually yeah. was. But as you brought up being the father-son duo that it was, you would think that's a someone, little less. Yeah, yeah. My my thing is, it's it's not even so much like. It's not like something that like hits me in the face where I'm like, oh my god, like what are you doing? You're like obstructing so many people's way, but you are like running through pe- and like there was enough room for them to do it. It was just more like, why are you? Why do See, you choose to know. run I, here? Yeah, there's like a lot of elements. I maybe it's an uncomfortability thing for me where I'm just like I would never let that many people see me run, and it would be to me because I would be afraid of this exact thing happening. Yeah, somebody seeing me. And being like, what is that idiot what doing? Do do? Like, and now they has a podcast that now people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, now, good thing we don't know their names. We wouldn't have said that. I don't think I would have said yeah, their names anyways. Their names. We all If I was your friend, things. I would have said your name. But I don't know those guys. I don't know those guys. It's true. Yeah, I, don't do it. Just don't. It, it's like that simple. I don't even care if it's like a farmer's market, dude. Like, don't jog through it. I, I don't, it just, even if this is your daily routine of, or your week, weekend routine to run through this area. At some point, you got to say, well, let's also, abandon ship driving, and if you're, go somewhere else. Rather, if you're jogging through Kennedy Plaza on a daily basis, like that's an interesting route in and of itself. Like a bus, like where the buses come through, right, that's right, where you choose right. to jog. You're, you're like mile two and a half in. You're just breathing heavily through your mouth, and it's just gas fumes. I don't know. I got to talk to that guy. If you're that guy, like Mike said, my DMs are open. Just um, respond and say, hey, Ninja Turtle. I go for a run, but one of one of your highlights, much to like how I'm interested in polo, even though I can't afford it and don't have hardly any polo in my collection anymore. Vintage basketball jerseys. There was actually, thankfully, I did not spill my drink in the thrift vehicle that had a Doug Flutie jersey in it. Oh, that was a good yeah. yeah. That was a good jersey. You were and I had a nice conversation about the with the woman who was running it because she said a number of people thought that it was like a Redskins jersey or something. Yeah. And you can vouch. I was like, I think that's a Flutie jersey. Yeah. No, you, you called it out. You called it right out. Yeah. So we I went to this, I believe it's called the Arcade. I've screwed so up arca- every other ar- name. Yeah. So. so the Arcade is the structure of the building on Westminster Street that, for those familiar with Providence, the one that encompasses like New Harvest, uh, coffee, 
bakery. There's a bunch of vintage stores in there. And there was, yeah, there was a vintage store, more of like of an athletic. So it had like some Jordans. I think the 11s were there Mm -hmm. and had a bunch of champion uh, throwback jerseys. And it got me thinking, Montana. Yeah. I need two vintage basketball jerseys that you would like to own. A star and a role player. Okay. A star and a role player. So you know what? I'm going to try just because the one you saw, so I don't want to say the one that you saw. As the one my I choice. saw. So the one I saw, I'll just go. I'll let you kind of formulate. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, was I've got it. Paul Pierce Celtics one. There was, and these were all champions. So for of the the basketball jersey heads, so to speak, right. champion really stopped producing the jerseys in the late nineties. Yeah. Uh, then you know Nike, Reebok, and Adidas took over, and it was all like the Swingman jerseys. But yep. these are all screen printed really light yeah uh the fact that they're still around like the bulls jordan jerseys those right. are all champion um right? especially well the ones that like the non-authentics yeah right and then right. even some of the authentics but uh there was a uh what i'm trying to think an alan iverson yeah and see that's what i i personally well so the one you saw was the kevin garnett one kevin garnett minnesota timberwolves yeah was it black or green black black see that's a good that's one. a good one I, that would be the one i always point to but because you said it i'm not gonna say okay that. that's fair i don't know if this one is champion in fact i don't think it is but i want the tracy mcgrady the blue orlando with the stars on it you know which one i'm talking yes, about I know exactly what you're talking about that, that would probably be around adidas i believe yeah I, I don't think it's champion but that's the one just because the kevin garnett was already taken and i'm gonna switch well okay this is a star uh, originally i was gonna say vince carter right raptors jersey but i'm gonna go even go down a level and say marcus camby denver toronto raptors Whoa. Mar- so I, I love that jersey, but I'm going to go with the UMass grad. Okay. Marcus Camby. Quick aside, I saw a photo. Yet. So Nas and Jay-Z both dropped out. Jay-Z with Beyonce, the Denver obviously. Nuggets one would be good, too. The city one. But sorry. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Um, I saw a fo- someone put uh, Jay- Jay-Z and Nas rapping in 2018, and it was a photo of Hakeem Olajuwon playing for the Raptors. And, um, <laughs> uh, oh, my God, who was the other person in the photo? Uh, I'm totally blanking. I'll try to find it, but it was like just two washed up big men, like at the very end of their careers on teams that like they should never have been on. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But to answer, so your other question was, who would you, who's the like kind of the glue guy, like more obscure? Obscure. I think that's the term. Yeah, more obscure throwback. Yeah. So who is yours? As I find out. Uh, so yeah, I, I went with you know the Vince oh, Carter Ewing or- Orlando Magic. Okay. Okay. There it is. That that was the other player. You and coach the Magic, I believe. Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. and then he went to Georgetown. But yeah. anyways, so I think I'm gonna go with. Ooh, see, now I'm thinking in my head about stuff like Larry Johnson, Charlotte jersey. See, th- like, I didn't know if that counted. Yeah. Does, I, I don't think those count because like Sean Kemp, obviously as well. Like I don't really know if those, if those count. I'm gonna go with Detlef Shrimp of the Supersonics. Okay, I I told. I actually did. So the one I was thinking of that I alluded to uh, before we started recording was Doug Christie, Sacramento Kings. But that's not the one I want. Okay, so you're okay. You're flipping on it. All right. I want Muggsy from Charlotte. Yep. All right, Muggsy Bogues. Shout out to Space Jam. See, I was gonna say. Now I think you're you're gone. That's not really obscure. If you if you're a character on Space Jam, you can't really be that obscure. 
Do I need to go more obscure go than mo- Muggsy? More obscure. He has, he's, he's in Space Jam. Yeah, but he's he wasn't a superstar. He was just the shortest play. Oh, my God. Who? Earl Boinkins. That's bad. Okay. That's who I want. Okay. Earl Boinkins. I love Spud the short Webb. How about a Spud Webb nah. Hawks jersey? Spud, Spud Webb's even less obscure than Muggsy Bones. He probably is, but at least he he's not Space contest. Jam. Yeah, but he like truly won a... He it's was true. like a... No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I know. Come on. I would... Yeah. Muggsy Bogues was pretty... He's mainstream. popular, but he wasn't a superstar. Like, if you saw a guy in a Muggsy Bogues jer- jersey, you'd be like, oh my God. That guy's a- you know what? Same if I saw a Spud Webb jersey. You know what jersey I did have as a, as a uh, kid? It was a throwback, but he was playing at the time. It was like the great... Like, no one should have ever bought this jersey, but I bought it. Mike Bibby. Did you see Mike Baby's Instagram? Yeah, guys. Oh my god! And then, do you, well, Gabrielle Union—is that what you're going to bring up? No, I was actually—if you click on his his actual account, he's like a huge sneakerhead. Oh, Mike Bit. Yeah, he was a Jordan guy, wasn't he? Yeah, and so yeah, he yeah. just—he just recently posted like all of it in his shoes. They have to go up, like. Yeah. I. It looks. I don't know. I. I. Like, I should have just counted and estimated, but it goes up like at least twenty feet. Yeah. It's. It looks like because it. You can't see the top of his shoes. It's. it's right. The high school Crazy. team that he coached, this is like so obscure at this point, but like the high school team that he coaches would seriously be, have been my nightmare to play against as a youth. It's just like, imagine like press Virginia, the Bob Huggins, West Virginia teams at a high school level with just super athletes across. Like seriously, the, uh, I can't remember the, the main guy, Javon Hand. No, no, no. That's a UCLA guy. Uh, the main guy on their team committed to Arizona State, and I think he averaged like nine steals a game. It was insane, dude. It's just like watching these this like unit of like nine fresh leg guys manhandle bad basketball players, and that's my worst nightmare. Is just speaking of bad basketball players, yeah, that's oh, that's I, a I'm good, just yeah yeah because there's no other reason. I'm not even gonna ask. I'm just gonna assume that you brought that story up because you wanted to segue into ours. I don't, don't, don't tell me the truth. <laughs> don't tell me the truth. Don't tell our viewers the truth that you just brought up Mike An Bibby's obscure obscure Mike Bibby high school basketball, high school team. basketball team. Yeah, but you're so talented at what you do that you brought that up because we're talking about. I bad just basketball have that players. depth of knowledge. Is so two weekends ago, we're in Providence. We're looking at basketball jerseys, yep. and then last weekend in New oh, Fairhaven, we we're playing basketball. And everyone has well, heard of we're, the Splash Brothers, and I have come up with our own nickname <laughs> of the Bubble Brothers. Actually, I don't think it was me who came up with it. I don't know who came the up Bubble with it. The Bubble Boys. Was that what we called it? Yeah, but I like brothers better. Oh, then I then it was me who came bu- up with the Bubble Brothers. I came up with Bubble Boys because of that terrible 90s movie. Yeah. I thought it would be hilarious. I, I went with the Bubble Brothers playing off of Clay and yeah. Steph. And actually, you've got a little... A little Steph in you in terms well, of just I mean, when the game shooting from the range. Played, sure, yeah. I mean, well, I just in general. Well, well that, that was Steph, but more you have the range. I can pull. You're yeah. like shooting that far now. Well, whether it goes in, well, it's a different story. But game, you do like it never goes in. I so, can I can show off a little bit. We went what two and one, one and two, two and one when we played together. Yeah, we I, won two in a row at one point. I think so. And I'm actually most part of our last game where we were playing the Dynasty. That, that, yeah. And we, we gave them a run for their money. That's, that's, we did. That's our motto is we gave them a run for yeah. We didn't win, but we sure, we sure tried really hard. It wasn't hard. pretty. It, it, worth in my defense, I don't think I've shot a basketball in about a year. That's all right. And I also don't have it. I've left my basketball shoes 
uh, you at my parents' house in Kansas. I was wearing those Pharrell. That's the uh, best part. I can't believe I almost forgot. I about don't that. even know what those shoes are called. I don't They're know just either. Like the Pharrell Adidas, it's basically a sock. And this week, it, like before we go play our next game, I'm going to go buy a pair of basketball shoes because I nearly like killed. My- I gave myself blisters on my feet. I almost broke my ankle, my own ankle. It was no good. I rolled an ankle and I came back up. Mike did roll an ankle, so maybe I did. Came back and won. And I'm trying to think of the shoes. I was wearing the KDs, but I can't remember which ones they were. They just retroed them. It was the Thunder colorway with the strap. Right, but Uh, they were the sixes or sevens. Oh, it was. Oh no, you're probably right. I think it was was the four. four. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking way too far in advance. Because yeah, they just retroed them. Like they just did. They really just came back with them. Yes, they probably don't need to retro the old. No, they don't need to. Yeah, they don't need to retro the KDs at all. Because they just started with the LeBrons, and those are doing pretty. I also am like struggling to think of like a K. There's like one model of KD that I really like, and I'm kind of the ones on. that I have are the model that I like. It's and the I one want the those Aunt pearl of those. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking the gold ones of the model. I'm pretty sure it's a four. The Ant pearl fours are cool. If I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, no, I sevens. The one on Pearl Sevens, yeah. Oh, really? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Okay. Of that I have. The basketball shoe I'm actually really excited about, and this is just purely to play, and I don't think I could ever wear them uh, outside of uh, playing. Are the new Lebrons? I don't even know what model it is, but I love the silhouette of the new Lebrons. I think those are really cool. And they did the like the Griffey Lebrons. Did you see those where they were coming out with like his inspired? Uh, from like old Nike shoes, they did like the Deion Sanders. They did a Griffey one. Those are good. You're losing me because I'm trying to figure out which number I have of the the KDs, and it's just not helping. They at were all. the orange and they were they like were the, the OKC color. They were oh, the were creamsicle, they? but I don't know which KDs they were. Um, super comfy. So that's good. Yeah, yeah I think they they like the comfy. two or the three, something like that. I think realistically, what we both learned is that uh, we're probably more high top basketball shoe guys than low tops. Both were struggling with our ankles this week. No one cares. This, this yeah, they is, are the fours. We've complete, are they the fours? They're the fours. I'm shocked I knew that. Okay. I'm absolutely stunned I knew that. So I hope you enjoyed our stroll is down all we got? memory lane. What else do we got? I'm out. I'm out of my know. shots. I'm yeah. just shooting, and, shooting bricks at the rim at this point. Well, we're talking basketball. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's why I was trying to wrap up. I know exactly where you're going. This is where the chemistry comes in. Yeah. Ring it on. <laughs> That's why I tried to exit. That's, I knew what I you had. Know, to, I, but I, I wanted, tried to, yeah. Ju- okay. This is I was all like, I, that's all we have. This is all I Hope want. you stop by again next week. I just want you to explain to the people. Okay, so the NBA draft's coming up Thursday. <laughs> oh, really? Mike despises media coverage pre-draft, and I want him to articulate why. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Why do you hate it, Mike? I don't hate draft coverage. Why do you hate hate prognostication? Why do you hate hot take journalism? (laughs) (laughs) What a loaded question that is. So I don't – nobody knows. If you were to ask a general manager that's drafting fifth, this dude knows what – like this is it's his job to know exactly what's happening more than journalists more than anyone more than anything you know pick for me the first 5 picks and then the next 6 picks after that he's going to have no idea yeah 
Because it doesn't. Yeah. He's gonna ha- like he might be close, but who? I would guess that he would be the closest. You know, these GM guys, because this is okay. This is who's going to go one, two, three, four. Right. This is the guy that we need to be looking at. For example, look what the Celtics did last year with Danny Ainge. Okay, we think Tatum will be like three. The guy we trade down. Get Let's him, yeah. okay that we can kind of predict that. But he didn't even. You don't even know. Who knows? So, why is there an intrigue about trying to listen to people guess? That's exactly what it is. Oh yeah, it's just guesswork. <laughs> what's going to happen? Because nobody has it, any idea. I don't that you. I guess no. You explain to me what the intrigue is there because I'm just laying out common sense. I feel like. Oh no, I I also just I I listen to it because I like co- my favorite thing about it. Honestly, is just to see people develop these like content oriented takes where it's like nope. All the guys that displayed the better skills, you don't want him. Well, because we want we, – we can go through, and we, maybe we'll do this next week on the bubble. Oh, boy. We'll take, I don't know if I want to give you more time on the track. We'll take <laughs> – no, all we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll just do it pre. It'll, it'll be one sentence. Okay. Who had the best mock draft? And oh, by best, okay. how many did they get? Well, so – and see, that's where I, I'm beginning to not really understand what a mock draft is. Because a lot of it seems to me like people are just like, this is who I would take. And that's not really a mock draft. And it's not even a mock draft in terms of, they're just ranking players. Yeah, exactly. That's all that it is. Just player ranking. And they're doing it poorly. Because, tell me five years from, there there are always, when you look at like about 60 or so players that are taken. Yeah. There's going to be, it will, it we don't have to. I was gonna say like five or six stars. Don't even, you know, there's gonna be one star that's not drafted one. Oh yeah. More often than not, the best player in the draft probably isn't even not one. drafted one. Yeah. So sh- you want to show me how smart you are and how great you are? Show me that player. Tell me that Steph Curry is gonna be a superstar, revolutionize the game. Tell me that, and I like that's impressive. Not that. Right. Oh, he's gonna go seven. Why weren't you saying that he was one? Right, if it's based that's on like, what the I'm, best like, player. Don't yeah. tell me where they're going to go because that's just a bunch of like, be really smart in terms of Danny Ainge being like, I'm not saying it just because he's from Boston or whatever, right. but say like, no, actually, Jason Tatum's the best player in the draft, even though Joe Smith in his <laughs> basement is saying that, you know, Markel Fultz is the best player of all right. time. And he very well may be, but I'm just saying, like, Mark, no, no, no. Show That's, me something that I will not that, allow any Markel Fultz is the best player of all time takes on this podcast. Show me some something that I'm not here. Everyone's just joining themselves and picking around. Okay, here's a list of players that we all agree is like right the top ten, and then we'll maybe move like seven to six, and that'll be like, oh, yeah. Wow. Does it say more about the state of sports journalism than that? I'm just like struggling because that's what all basketball contents ba- can. Be- here's here's it's the all con. No, you're right. It's all. It's, it's just not content, just sports. Right? It's just content. Like yeah. if we can't just wait and see. Like if someone. So let's go back to that draft where Steph Curry was drafted by the, the Golden State Warriors, and someone wrote Steph Curry is going to revolutionize the game with three pointers. Every that would have been the hottest take. Ever yeah. people would have like when what like and he would have been trash and it would have been awful and now why can't we just let's just watch the draft <laughs> see what happens let's wait a few years you should have seen me a good you would have loved me a national signing day 
Oh. Covering National Signing Day. I don't know. If, yeah, I would love that, actually. Because I just sit there and... And actually, I was lucky. This is why you brought this, because we're still going. We've, I've been going on for like 10 minutes now. It's only at like six. Yeah. But it, Dan Mullen would say, talk to me in three years. Thank you. I will gladly talk to you in three years about your players. Right. Because these guys are going to redshirt. And people just thought that National Signing Day was the biggest, greatest thing since sliced bread. And these players are going to, no, none of them are going to change your team right now, especially at Mississippi State. Yeah, the, they're three right. and three star, four star guys. Maybe occasionally five star, and and again, as Dan Mullen said, recruiting because he was at Florida. Recruiting Percy Harvin's easy. Yeah, everyone knows best, he's good. Right. Show me the guy who isn't. Show me Dak Prescott, who was a two star, who everyone thought he was going to be a tight end, right. and now he's an NFL quarterback. To me, like the Baker Mayfield type. Yeah, that's what's interesting. But fans never, I never understood that where. So Dan Mullen, and I'm going to mention all people who at least were drafted right? that were three stars or less. Preston Smith, Dak Prescott, Josh Robinson, Malcolm Johnson, Bernardrick McKinney just signed a $50 million extension Whoa. with Houston Texans. So those are five people that are in the NFL. Right. Or at least drafted. I'm not sure about Malcolm Johnson. But regardless, I would say to fans, those were five-star players. It doesn't matter right, because they ended right. Up, they sure. were five star. Who cares what the ranking people say they are? Right. They were five star people, and then there are some five stars that don't make it to the NFL. They weren't five stars. Sure. So why do we care about the fifth overall? Like, is he? Maybe he is, but we'll find out whether he's going to be the fifth overall in a couple of years. Maybe he's the first overall. And find out we will. But in the meantime, Mike, the You're con- so happy. In the meantime, Mike, the content machine never stops here. That's why we're churning out podcasts for your enjoyment, making Mike get upset at me for asking him questions. It worked too. <laughs> it worked. You got we're talking about signing day. It worked, and I'm so angry that it did. Did you get everything you want? Are you happy? I think, yeah, no, I definitely. Did, got, I really thought you were just going to give me like a two word answer. I I honestly did not know we'd go on for like nine minutes. That was great. Thanks, That's thanks why we're for friends. I gave you. Like, <laughs> I tried to hold back. You give me more than I asked for. If you give me a platform about certain things, I can't. I can't. No, it's. I tried. All right, it's for the people. It's for the people. It's of the for pod. the people. That's what people love. Uh, draft takes. People love content. That's why we're here giving you content. And for Mike Bonner, I am Montana Samuels. And despite us just shouting at you through these microphones, we hope you'll have as best. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.